Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to the Legend of Retro. I am Craig WK. With me is my pal, The Glitch. Hey, what's up, Greg? Not much. Uh, Glitch, this seems like a very special episode to you because you brought a member of the family along. I brought my cousin, Ryan. Hello, hello. Ryan, great to have you on The Legend of Retro. So I feel like we're going to be just babbling a ton about this game. It's a game that means a lot to the both of you. It honestly means quite a bit to me as well. So I'm glad I can be chatting with you guys about it. This is Contra 3 The Alien Wars. Yeah, released, published, and developed by Konami. Yeah, so uh, for the Super Nintendo, on March 26th, uh, 1992 is when it was released, this run-and-gun action platformer stars Bill and Lance, who must band together and take down the alien forces of Red Falcon, which has returned to Earth to destroy, and, and has destroyed a metropolis. Yep. Um, funny, though, it so it takes place in the 27th century, which I guess is what the first one takes place in. But they're not Lance and Bill. Well, here's the thing. They kind of are. So I, <laughs> I, I dove into the lore of this game. And do we want to talk about lore first? Okay, let's talk, for, <laughs> let's talk about a first experience with that. So, so yeah. since Ryan, you're our guest, when did you first play this game? Oh, God. Um, I was probably four or five because I didn't know it came out March 26, 1992, which is a day before I was born, and uh, <laughs> so you didn't play it on launch so, day. Didn't play it when it came out, but oh, uh, weird. my parents got me a Super Nintendo. That was my first ever gaming system, and I remember playing Super Mario. And my dad uh, was always a big Contra fan. Talking about mm-hmm. in the past, you playing it at his house uh, when you were younger. Yeah, I so, remember playing, going over to his his house, being young. His dad had a NES in the attic, and well, it was kind of like an upstairs. It wasn't really an attic, but. Mm-hmm. It was like their gaming room, and I remember watching his dad play Contra, and that was like my first experience with the whole series. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, he just bought it for me one day, and uh, essentially I've been hooked ever since. And it was a while before me and you started playing it, but uh, (laughs) endless hours of playing it, needless to say. We both have an appreciation for the games, uh, the first and the third. And, yeah, you're right. I don't even think it was until after I bought my house Ryan would send me a text like, hey, what are you doing today? And I'd be like, oh, nothing. I got nothing planned. He goes, mind if I come over and play some video games? Sure. And every time, the first thing we do is like, you're going to play some Counter 3. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. So, interestingly enough, my first experience with Contra 3 is also with my cousin. Uh, my cousin... Uh, had I, I don't know if he had owned the game or rented it at the time I, I was doing like a slumber party at his place. And I have the dis, like the most distinct memories of playing this game over and over and over again. And we finally beat the game on easy mode. Yes. And uh, <laughs> there's there's a bit more to it than that on other difficulties like hard mode, uh, which we can get to later, of course. But yeah, uh, yeah I, so it's it. it it seemed very fitting and, and and also very interesting to me that you were like, oh, I want to bring my cousin on for Contra 3. And in my head, it was like, well, I can bring my cousin on for Contra 3. It doesn't have to be your cousin. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's interesting that we both have sort of a family experience to a degree with, with Contra 3. So Contra 3, The Alien Wars. Let's. Before we go diving into the lore and story of the Contra series, let's uh, talk about the gameplay a bit. Uh, so it's run and gun. 
should be simplicity itself, but there's a lot that they kind of changed up with Con- uh, Super Contra, Contra 3. Yeah, they added more weapons. They added a, a top-down perspective in some of the levels. Yeah, yeah. So you have uh, the, with Mode Seven, uh, the fancy Mode Seven yeah, graphics. Seven. They do the the uh, uh, the the top-down view. I know you're familiar with that with your Final Fantasy games. <laughs> I love my Mode Seven, man. The Super Nintendo was so good. Didn't have blast processing, but you know whatever. It didn't need everything. Uh, but uh, you have uh, uh, weapon slots where you have two weapons that you yeah. can have, and you can switch back and forth between them, which is great. So. You know, I, I think that we know the the contra weapons at this point. We have the regular machine gun, spread, flamethrower, laser, the homing missile, the weird C. Uh, I, I think it's crush. Yeah, crush. Which I didn't. I had no idea that was until I'm like, oh, they're putting me on the show. I'm like, ah, I better read into it a little bit. <laughs> and so I'm like, what the hell? It's called crush. I thought it was gonna be something way cooler. It doesn't make any sense why it's called crush. But same boat. Yeah. <laughs> last night when I was looking up some stuff, and I was like. Oh, these actually have names. Crush? What is Crush? And it's like, you shoot a missile, and in a short distance, it explodes. So, first off, uh, the the most important question is favorite guns. I mean, Crush. What's yours? Hmm. Favorite gun. Maybe not what you think is the best, but your favorite. Uh, Spread. Spread? I think Spread might be my favorite, but Crush does so much damage that it's hard not to just be like, Oh, I, I could use crush. Or honestly, what I usually do is I usually try to have one of my backups be homing. Yeah. Because it's just like, oh god, enemies are everywhere. I don't want. What I'm too. I'm too important to sit here and aim all day. Yep. Homing. Pew 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 pew. And the just missiles fly everywhere. Yeah, but homing can work against you sometimes. It's like there's an enemy in front <laughs> of you. Almost all the time. <laughs> there's an enemy in front of you running towards you, like homing, shoot, and he shoots like a guy behind you, and you're like, oh no, what am I gonna do? Yeah, like you're shooting the the guy in front of you, and the guy's just like, let me just slowly pull out this rifle, and the guy behind you, all the dudes behind you are blowing up, and you're like, uh, homing, any second now. Homing's like, ah, yeah, we'll get to you in a minute. Uh, but you actually start with machine guns this time. So in the first game, you have that pea shooter, yep. <laughs> which kind of stopped. And you get a machine gun upgrade. But in this one, you just start with two machine guns. Yeah, which is pretty nice. I mean, the, the machine gun on its own is not a terrible weapon. Like the others are, of course, better. Yeah. You know. But uh, aside from that, you can grab onto walls. You can climb up ceilings and stuff. Uh, you get bombs in this game, which knock out. Uh, uh, most well, not knockout, but do damage to every enemy on the screen, and anything that would die in one hit is going to be obliterated. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's slows, slows the game down a ton too. Oh, that that <laughs> Super lag. Nintendo slowdown! Yeah. I love it. It just all like everything's just like you know, just like you know the like as this like wave of color smashes into the screen. I and then of course the the shield power. I I I felt like in Contra Three it was very. Boss rush ask. Yeah, a lot of mini bosses yeah. to this game. I, uh, you know, which which isn't bad. I, I mean, the the creators of Contra Three have gone on record as saying that they they wanted every few seconds, like every three to five seconds or whatever, they wanted there to be a change. Whether it's a mini boss, the scenery changes. Like in the first level, you're walking and it's like, oh wow, things are getting boring. Oh wait, no, a jet comes by, just carpet bombs the area. Everything. Turns it into the streets of Dresden, and there's just fire everywhere. Yeah, that was the director, uh, Nobuo, uh, I'm going to murder this, but Nakakazato. He uh, mm-hmm. he wanted it to be like a cinematic game. So, like, you said the three seconds thing. That's something he, yeah, he said. He's like, I want something key to happen every three seconds in the game. 
So, you know, he'd, he'd make the saves and then like three seconds in, he'd be like, all right, now drop a ton of guys or put a building up or mini boss. I mean, there's some levels where you fight like five mini bosses before you get to the final boss Which, of the game. Playing at four or five years old, it's a sensory overload <laughs> going on. I mean, yeah, if you I got stuff going that. on every two, three seconds. My brain's working 800 miles a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's intense. And, mm-hmm. uh, and the music changes to mid-level. So he wanted to get that whole like cinematic experience where, you know, it's not just this one track that plays through the entire game. You're getting this highs and lows. And then there's like, you know, you beat a mini boss and then the music kind of calms and like, okay, now you're back at the stage. Mm-hmm. So that's something that he really wanted to work into the game. It's interesting, too, that the creator, uh, he really wanted to like give you like... Sort of like a like a a B action movie kind of low budget action yeah. flick kind of feel to the game, and it's funny because like I was thinking I was like I don't I don't get that, and then when I was looking through the levels I was like, okay yeah you're riding on missiles as they fly at a boss, okay yeah all right that's that's pretty ridiculous all right that's fair, you know because like in the first level you don't really get that you jump into a tank sure but it doesn't feel very like you know, crummy action movie style. But by the time you're, yeah, writing, you know, missiles and stuff, it's like, okay, yeah, this is pretty, pretty, pretty dumb. Yeah. I mean, I love it, but it is pretty yeah. dumb no, and over sweet. the top. And the programmers did a great job. Actually, I want to note two programmers, and again, I'm going to put your names, but I'm, I apologize. Uh, Hideyoki uh, Shagamai and uh, Mishru Yadia. Uh, they left Konami right after finishing this game, and they went to create a Sega game that's a run and gun. Do you want to give a guess, Craig? What gun, what oh, game there's is? only one it could be. <laughs> What's that? Gunstar Heroes. You bet your sweet butt it is. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they also, because they were a part of Treasure, uh, so they yep, also would have done Alien they went. Soldier. They went to Treasure, and uh, I mean, it, they're s- similar in the fact that it's just constant Frenetic, yeah. yeah. So, have you ever played uh, Gunstar? Nope. You'd really like it. If yeah. you like Contra 3, you would it like Gunstar It plays just Heroes. like Contra 3. Actually, I kind of say it more plays like uh, hardcore for the Sega Genesis. Oh, I can see that. Because that's, yeah. that one's even more intense. We played that a little bit at our house. Yeah. I don't even think we got past the first level because there was just so much going on. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, the, the Contra games in general are pretty tough. Hardcore is even tougher. It's even crazier. Uh, but honestly, Contra 3 is... Like on easy mode, I'd say it's pretty manageable. You know, by the you know by hard mode, yeah, it's it's pretty tough. But uh, but yeah, it's it's all in all, I feel like even though the action is so insane and there's so much going on, it's not ever so overwhelming that like it's just like oh I'm dead, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but I mean, you still you get the one hit and you're dead. So the yeah. it, you know that that difficulty's still there. That was in the original games. Yeah, easy mode was difficult naturally starting out first but once you kind of got the hang of mm-hmm. who you're actually fighting because as the levels progress characters and different scenes come out more and more but uh it, once you get the hang of it, it it is actually easy and then you don't want to play on easy anymore because it seems kind of boring <laughs> but then hard comes and that just puts you through a loop yeah yeah absolutely yeah, there's no konami code in this game either no, well, I think the European version had the Konami code. Oh, did they? I do believe, at the very least, the Japanese version. The did. Japanese did, and the European, and the European. As well. Yeah, the, the but the American version, no. And do you know why? Why is that? The the market that we were in, it was the era of renting video games. If you could rent the game, get ninety nine lives or whatever, and just blitz through the game and beat it, you wouldn't go out and want your mommy to buy it. 
that's what it was all about. Hmm. So that's why so many games had beefed up difficulty for the market in the 90s, because of the rental market. Yeah, that's right, because that's how um, Lion King was. That's why the second level of Lion King is so difficult, is because they didn't want you to rent it and then beat it in one sitting. Mm-hmm. They never, you have that. I never even thought about that. But oh, that's, yeah. That's, that's interesting. That's the exact reason why. The, the rental market had a huge impact, an enormous impact on video games and their difficulty, and especially like the, the early to mid uh, 90s, even into the late 90s to a degree, though by the end of the 90s, I feel like we started getting away from the rental market. You know, it wasn't quite as big by the 2000s. But uh, let's go ahead and talk about the lore. So, and the reason I'm very insistent that we talk about this is because I had to spend so much time sifting through wikis online of Contra fan pages and stuff, trying to sort this all out. So in the American version, you are right. They are the de- the two characters you play as are the descendants of uh, like Bill and Lance. Yeah. However, the reason they did that is because the original Contra game takes place in like a modern era. And so they were like, well, that's not going to make sense. Well, we'll make it their descendants or whatever. And so their descendants are the characters of this. But really, all the Contra games are supposed to be Bill and Lance. And uh, uh, so the the foe of Contra 3 is also the foe in Contra 2. He returns. So in the first game, uh, it's just known as Red Falcon. But apparently Red Falcon is the enemy army that the alien is brainwashed and mind-controlled and take, taken over. Yeah. But by Contra 3, Red Falcon doesn't exist anymore. So there's no reason to talk about it. But they keep mentioning it because it's in the lore of Contra. So they're just like, Red Falcon is back. The actual name of the alien in Contra 3. Do you want to take a shot in the dark there, uh, Glitch? What, uh, isn't it like Serral or something like that? There's a name? Oh, yeah. Hold on. I, I, Emperor Demon I Java. I actually have... Of the alien. Yeah, the alien villain, yeah. I have the, the names of all the villains, actually. I wrote them all down. <laughs> and they are super bizarre. And he has three different names for each stage that he turns into. Oh, well, let's hear them. All right. I, I'm not at it right now. Hold on. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, okay. Well, how about we go through each stage? And we talk about the bosses then. Do you want to? Uh, yeah, yeah. So before we even get to that, uh, just a real quick note, the which will inform us as we go through, the art style to this game is horrendously vile. I love it. It is based upon the Alien movies, you know, the, the it's very reminiscent of the Alien films, which is based upon the artwork of H.R. Geiger. Have you uh, guys seen H.R. Geiger's work? I know you've brought him up a couple times on the show. Yeah, he's yeah. fantastic. Oh, it's great. It's it's vile. It's just so dark and twisted, but but it's great. And so you'll see a lot of that like really twisted style throughout Contra, especially in like the last level. That's where it really shines. But so in the first level, it's like Ground Zero. And so you you run through a city that has been bombed out and now is overrun with this these alien forces, robots, and you know, I, are they actually robots or are they just aliens in armor that like this emperor demon Java guy has like conscripted into his forces against their will? I mean, they always explode, so I don't really know. Living things can explode. I always thought they were robots. I figured they were yeah, robots, but, but I mean, even the dog was a robot. Beep. That explodes. Fluff, fluff. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you run through this uh, city street. There's like what, like a fortress that pops up that blocks your way. Yeah, reminiscent of the first game. Yeah, it's kind of similar to the first uh, stage of the first level of Contra. Uh, you fight this giant tower, but you fight two of them in this one, and they go down super easy. Now, oh yeah, if you got the tank. 
<laughs> the tank is great. Yeah, so you you ride through. There's a dude in a tank that you fight who like launches like like uh, grenades or whatever, yeah. right? And then the main boss is honestly kind of disgusting. It's like this weird turtle alien. It's thing. like a giant turtle. And like I love the fact that it has like a wasp's nest on its back. Yeah, and like wasp you out of it, and it's like you know when you're when you're not paying attention to it it's just okay there's flying enemies coming at me whatever but you're shooting at this like open gaping heart of yeah, this turtle this exposed heart yeah shooting this heart and as like insects are spewing out of this thing's back and it's like oh wow that is just like if if i was looking at that for real i'd be throwing up like there's no way i wouldn't mm-hmm. the the turtle is called the slave beast taka really slave yeah. beast all these taka. names are so bizarre because i actually had to i'm like did they name the wrong enemy? Let me go check. I was like, no, that's that's technically the name in the lore. Well, then uh, uh, that kind of uh, plays up on my guess about, like, you know, conscripting aliens against their will to fight for this, like, you know, emperor demon or whatever mm-hmm. this guy is. You know, because it's a slave beast. Slave it's just beast, this, yeah. whole, this poor giant alien turtle <laughs> that they were like, you know what you need? And he was like, please don't say wasps. And he, they were like, wasps. You need a wasp nest on your back. Uh, so level two is the overhead view one, right? Yes. Is it the first overhead view one? Yeah, it is. And that's another like just bombed out city, right? Yeah, so that one's called the Destroyed Highway. Oh, that's right. Um, and you got to destroy five like stations is kind of what it is. It's in they're random around the map. So you have to walk through this town and the, the ground's crumbling underneath you. Um, there's like these caterpillar things coming at you. And caterpillar then, and there's a bunch of walls. You got to like you said, the ground. There's a couple levels where... If you don't look perfectly where your path is, you'll be once it crumbles that you fall through. Yep. Um, and then so when you beat those five, you get tri- teleported to like this arena where you fight uh, a giant spider. It's called the the Bosco spider, so it must be made out of cheese. Um, <laughs> Bosco that has, spider that has these eyeballs for legs, and when they explode, they give you weapons. Yep, yep. And then uh, after that is the uh, third level. Which is the like steel factory, right? Like well, steel mill. I want to point out. So when you start the game, you can choose one player or you can choose two player. Mm-hmm. But there's an A and a B, and so I feel like at stage two you realize if you've made the mistake of choosing the wrong A or B in two player. Yeah. Because if you choose B, it'll put you on the same screen. So instead of a split screen, you're on the same map. So if one one of your teammates is like trying to go and the other one's like kind of stuck at area you can't move and progress oh and you get, like, stuck. i gotcha yeah and so it makes that boss fight really hard with the bosco spider because oh, yeah. you can only move so far away and it'll just land on top of you at yeah. one point you have to be in sync with one another yep were you guys in sync with one another we went a we were on different we oh, okay. tried it well i think we did and we just failed miserably and we're like <laughs> eh, screw this we're just going the other route i uh, then I uh, uh, so factory zone is the third level. Yeah, the factory is the third level. Which uh, Ryan, do you want to give uh, them a rundown of some of these mini bosses they fight? Oh man, this was one of my favorite levels, just because first uh, you're just shooting some weird round drones. Yeah, that shoot you along with some robots, humans, aliens, and one or the other. And then you're walking on this railing where these fly <laughs> alien creatures start trying they to look pick real you gross. up. Oh, they're peeing the butt too because they grab you. And this is where a flamethrower comes in. It's much easier to kill them all yeah. if you if you have that. And uh, I guess it'd be your first mini boss is the robot eye 
with two uh, legs going around in a circle. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's even on the cover art. Uh, you see uh, one of the two, uh, Bill or Lance or whoever it is, on one of these, like, you know, it's, things it's, shooting. It's Scully and something. I don't know. Scully? It's Bill and Lance. It's Jimbo and Scully. <laughs> Jimbo and That's Scully. That's what it is. That's weird. Uh, yeah, and it has, like, a drill attachment. Yes. That, like, drills upward. So you can't, like, hang on to the arms and be like, blah, you gotta, blah, Yeah, keep jumping You gotta off. jump off. Yeah. So then once you kill that, you go up on a railing, and this is where you're going up sideways up the map. When, which, is it the same machine or is it one different? I never even thought about that. I always that. sort of thought it was a, I guess, a different one. Because the other one kind of blows up. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, there's no name for the drilly, spinny thingy guy that we were just talking about. Uh -huh. But there's a name for this boss that we're mentioning right now. So I never thought about it either until I was like, well, why didn't they give this other mini boss a name? Because every other mini boss in this game has a name. Well, I, just about. So yeah. I think it's a different enemy. Okay. And then you're essentially, he's shooting missile at you, missiles at you as you're trying to crawl up. And once you get to that point, two walls come out of nowhere and he's trying to stab you sideways. Which, on easy mode, it's easy. But oh, on yeah. hard, there is no possible way to know his pattern. And it's you just die multiple times. So <laughs> I went over to Craig's a couple weeks ago and we played this a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I think I had explained to you that on hard difficulty, uh, so on easy mode, he just kind of like rams into the wall. Mm -hmm. Well, on hard, he'll ram into the wall and then start moving up and down as he's ramming into the wall. So there's times where you literally cannot avoid it. You're just going to die. No, and the walls above and below you that come out are spiked. Yeah. So if you go above that, <laughs> you die. you're screwed. Down, you die. He's coming at you on sideways. So mm -hmm. you're just using multiple bombs and hope, hopefully his eye is open. Because on easy, it's open all the time, if I remember correctly. I think it closes no. occasionally, but it is open a it lot. It is closed when he's like far back. Okay. Yeah. And what's funny is that when you first encounter him and you're climbing up the wall with him, you can't do damage to him. So, like, when you first meet this guy and you're like, he's not taking any damage, what's going on? It's not until you get to that certain point when you're climbing up that you can actually do damage. Yeah. This is where Crush comes in. Yeah. Crush helps. Because Crush explodes after you shoot it as well. So, hopefully, his eye opens when they when you shoot it. And he's it. still taking damage yeah. or whatever. I gotcha. His name is Tri-Transforming Wall Walker. Sounds like a, a toy from, like, an 80s cartoon line. That seems to be the most Try transforming. Normal. <laughs> walker. Uh, and then after you destroy that thing, the level's still going. That isn't yeah. even the main boss. Yeah, you're about We're not halfway. halfway. Yeah. yeah. So you reach up to the top, uh, and then there's another mini boss. Sure is. Which is, there's only, so you mentioned earlier, there's no code for lives. Yeah. But there's two places in the entire game where you can actually, quote unquote, cheat. The first one is in the very first level, the first, like, two seconds. When you start going, there's a shield that you can shoot, and you hop over that car that most everyone shoots. If you hop over that car and you shoot in the same direction you're going, the car blocks the uh, enemies coming from behind you, and you can just sit there and shoot. They will constantly come. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, it takes about 30 minutes, but you can get up to <laughs> 25, 30 lives. And as a five-year-old trying to beat the game, I just put an object on that shoot button and <laughs> walked away and did something else. And then this mini-boss is the same thing. If you stay all the way to the left, it's some spaceship that drops bombs on you. And then, like, doesn't weird come bird guys, way, right? And then these bird soldiers pop out and fly out. 
of the uh, spaceship, but this is another one where if you're standing all the way to the left and just continue shooting, there's no way they can hit you as well. Nice, nice. nice. So if, if you got nice. a lot of time, <laughs> I like that. you can get a lot of lives, but no one wants to sit there for 30 minutes. That enemy is called Garth Base. Garth Base. Garth Base. Weird. The country singer. <laughs> Uh, after because that's not the boss of the level. So what no. comes after that guy? Once after that guy, you go into another building where it's you're climbing up while there's different turrets shooting at you while oh, yeah. enemies are going at you. Once you reach the top, then you go into the room where you're finally there. But before you verse the final boss, there's another mini boss. <laughs> actually, two mini bosses. There are two oh, yeah. robots, the uh, skeleton robots. Jump, shoot. And you got to climb up on the walls. And once you beat them, if you hand them on, hang up at the top, you, you won't get hit. But yeah, because they, they break in half. And then, like, the top part of their body is, like, flapping it's, around. It's like a frog, kind of. They just kind of yep. jump around. and It's, it's kind of horrifying, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> They're called Kenny 1 and 2. Kenny 1 and 2. <laughs> For real? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah, these names are so bizarre. And then the boss oh. is the giant robot skeleton, yes. right? This is the best. Yeah, and... Uh, I think it's the same for all of them, but it's just different speeds. So first he shoots, I guess, heat-seeking laser missiles out yeah, of his they, eyes. Yeah, like, they track you or whatever. And they track you, so you have to go around the room. And then while those disappear, he's essentially shooting a flamethrower and going in a circle. Now on, like we've all played before, the easy mode, it's mm -hmm. nice and slow. On fast, if you don't time, or hard, if you don't time it right, you're dead. I mean, it's going 800 mm -hmm. miles a minute around. Yeah. And uh, that was always a pain, but very satisfying. That's one of my favorite bosses just because it looks... I looks love really that it comes cool, from yeah. its 3D in the game when it comes Pops to... Pops out of the background. The yep. Yeah. Yeah, that is a very cool level. Uh, after that... He's, we'll, called, he's called Big Fuzz. And we'll have to speed through some of these yeah. other levels because yeah, sure. we're, we're, yeah, no, we're taking our sweet so time. So we go to the airbase. Uh, yeah. And then we're in, we're in motorcycles, right, in this one? Yep. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Another mini boss of... Uh, first, you got the ship. After you beat the ship, then you got the two walker oh, thing that right. jumps. I don't even know what it you like call flips that. its legs yeah. around. Yeah. Yep. And then once you beat that, you go on the helicopter. And then would that guy be considered a mini boss? His the name one is that yeah, Rocket Ninja Sakaki. Grapples and tries to <laughs> yep. throw his He's got a boomerang sword. at you. And then uh, and then the missile shoots out. And you're flying on top of this, you know, you're hanging onto this missile. I hate this mission. And there's like this giant <laughs> ship with arms that are like flipping you off <laughs> with a beam that's blocking its uh, like its core. And you have to sh like basically shoot the arms, break them off, and then shoot the core and destroy the ship. But the missiles are like exploding into the ship at the same time. So you have to jump from yeah. missile to missile. And it's shooting at you too. And it's shooting at you. Yeah. And it's shooting missiles at, at some point, too. Interesting thing to note with this uh, uh, mission is that the Super Nintendo couldn't keep up with the like for the processing power to do this mission. They had to get really tricky with the background and make the missiles a part of the background that you could actually jump on. Really? Yeah, the programming huh. was really tough for this because, you know, the Super Nintendo notoriously has quite a bit of slowdown when too much is happening on screen. And so that's how they got around that in this battle. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot happening in this screen. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> uh, his name is Anti-Contra Sergeant Rodriguez. No joke. That's the name of the ship? That's the name of the ship. Maybe it's the pilot's name. It's <laughs> the name of the ship, Craig. Right, that's fine, what it says. Know, fine, whatever. <laughs> 
So after this, uh, after this, you go to the desert level. Yeah, it's another top down. Yeah, level. top down level with a you know you know, run around, shoot certain things, blah blah blah, yeah, kind of the same of as before. Robots, you got ants. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yep. What was the name of the boss of this one before we move on? Uh, Anathol. Anathol. That's kind of a. That's all right. Yeah, I can live with that. <laughs> Just name. a blob with an eye on yeah. it. And now you yeah. go. And then next level, it's the final level, which is strange because in the first country you have eight stages. In this game, you only have six. There's a lot happening in every stage, though. I, 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 it would be nice if they were. It was a little bit of a longer game, but like, man, there's just so much happening. So this is like the alien base, and this is where the art style of H.R. Geiger really, really shines because it is just horrendous and vile and disgusting looking. There's like it, it, you're like essentially like almost in a living thing. You could see these like weird like alien like you know beings like in the background and stuff and so you run around you kill all these aliens there's a uh very reminiscent of like the the hugger you know the the face hugger alien yeah. you know from yep. the movie you know they're running around and there's just like open like there's like instead of turrets they're like open mouths like spinning out enemies and stuff it's just so disgusting i love it yeah it's like a remake of the first the last yeah. alien layer of the first game. Yeah, absolutely. And so you get through the the boss that charges forward where the face pops out. What is that thing called? Uh, the Demon Dragon God Java. Oh, is that just like his first form? You're talking about the, the neck thing that's coming from the ceiling? No, 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 no. The, the, the thing that charges forward. Oh, that the, the face reveals. Okay. Uh, that is the Shadow Beast uh, Kimka. I always thought that was just super creepy. Right? He's like, oh, God, he's yeah. like, like a human he's like a face. Crab. And actually, he's the he's the final boss in Super C. Oh, yeah, yeah it is, isn't it? Yep. Interesting. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, because you also face the heart and the, the alien thing from yep. the first game. Um, a lot of remix boss fights, yeah. Huggers. And then you face, after that, you face a, a like a metal dragon. And he's called Metal Alien. Is the name of the, the dragon. That thing looks really cool. It looks very, like, at first you think, oh, this is a very traditional-looking enemy, except it's, like, long neck and face look really gross. Yeah. Uh, so you fight that thing, and then you get to Demon Lord, Emperor, God, Java, whatever Emperor, the guys. Demon, Gava. Gava, Java, whatever. And so, and this is the final boss. Yeah, and he looks like the, the boss you face in the first game at the waterfall. When you reach the top of the waterfall... It's got the like two arms that come at you, and they kind of. It, it is more similar. There's an enemy in Super C that looks like this, and it's a lot more similar. Well, he is in Super C. He was supposed to be the final boss of Super C. Okay, he is in the arcade version, but he uh, in the Nintendo version they added an extra level or so, and that's why we had this uh, uh, different final boss. So it's supposed to be the same villain in Super C as in Contra Three. But then the Nintendo version just added stuff. But I, uh, but yeah, so he he, you fire up at him. It's the same creepy alien face from the intro to the game or whatever, you yep. know. Uh, and it like spits out enemies, and like even when you destroy the the arms or whatever, more enemies are still spewing out and stuff. And then uh, it leaves its brain. Yeah. And that's a really weird boss fight with like the weird spinning shield that like does different effects, you know. Yeah, it's called Living Brain Organism Cyril. Gross. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, so you it has this like options. Like you have options of how it's going to attack you basically. It's like, "Hey, you choose how I want to attack you." <laughs> and you shoot the option and then it is like, "Here you go." And it'll either throw out like these eyeballs that explode or it'll have like a 
a metal shield around it that you have to destroy before you can hurt it. Or it'll spit out these blue balls. and um, So then you defeat that, and then you beat the game, right? Yeah, you beat the game after that, yeah. right? Uh, right? Be, game's over. Right? Nope. It's over? No? 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 No. 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 <laughs> what, what do you mean, Ryan? Why is it not over? Well, on easy mode it is. <laughs> oh, that's why I thought it was over. Yep. And normal, right? And normal, yeah. Yeah, normal mode, that's, that's the end of the game. Yep. And uh, What happens when you put on hard? I remember we were playing that for the first time when we got there, and we're like, wow, we actually did it. And then I remember going to you, and I'm like, this seems too easy. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, it forms a brain robot in and of itself while you're flying the helicopters going up and uh dying on that and losing the game because of that was yeah the first very depressing first time we played hard we or not the first time we played hard the first time we beat it with quotation marks on hard we're like high five and we're like we did it we did it we beat the game on hard i can't believe we played this so much and we're flying off on the on the on the rocket and the helicopter's booming up and all of a sudden it's like and it has this like metal shield Starts chasing after you, like it's terrifying. What are you get, like doing? arms and legs pop yeah. out with claws and stuff, and it's like, and it's just like flailing around, climbing up at you. And yeah, that is horrifying. And we died. We died. It was so. It was so depressing. <laughs> that is amazingly depressing. Have you guys beaten that in hard mode since? We have. Yep. Congratulations. Have we beat it on you. three lives? I know we beat it on seven and five. We have not, as so far as I know. We We've come, need, we get made yeah. to the last level, and it's either the brain or the second form of the brain that gets kills you. us. Yeah. yeah. Man. So, close. Um, so, a couple things. This is technically the fourth game in the series because Operation C was already out at the time. Oh, for, the for Game, game Boy. Boy. And tentatively, this game was called Contra for the Alien Wars. Not because Operation C, but because Contra Force for the NES was originally planned to come out before this. Oh, Contra Force. It's that not is, a good game. No, it's, it's bad. not a good game. It is it is a crappy cash but it, in. It came out the following year. So like Nintendo was already out. Like ninety two, like or ninety three, I think. Yeah. I think it came out in ninety three. So Nintendo was already dying, you know, games were being made, it was already oversaturated, people had moved on to the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Um, so I mean it's. I think they should have just scrapped Contra Force at that point. <laughs> oh, they really should. They should have never bothered in the first place. I uh, now I, uh, Glitch, you usually have uh, uh, info on speedrunning and stuff here for us. So what yeah, do you, what I got a little bit. I uh, just I wanted to ask. So what is your favorite boss, uh, Ryan? Um, probably the robot going through the. the yeah, I just love the. Style of it, yeah, it was just something I didn't that's mine expect. too. The head when it like like sticks its claws out, rips the wall open, and just peeks out, and that's my favorite boss yeah, battle. Hi guys, it's not necessarily yeah. the hardest, but it's just no. the style of it. I loved that level in general. I my favorite is absolutely the the HR Geiger creepy uh, charging thing. The guy that charges at you? Yeah, the yeah. one where the human face appears <laughs> oh. in it. It's so gross. Yeah. I love it. Creepy. But it is so I creepy. think we can all agree, though, the hardest is the wall climbing spider thing, right? Yes. That charges at you? Yeah. That is easily okay. the it's hardest. It's so infuriating. It's the second level. Uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly gave this a 36 out of 40, which I don't get why out of 40, but... Well, that's what Famitsu does. It's oh, out of 40. It's four it? different reviewers that each get rated on a scale oh, of 1 to 10, okay, gotcha. and they add it all up. That makes sense. Okay, because it comes out to like 90%. IGN rated this the 24th best game on the Super Nintendo in 2017. 
Ranker rakes it the 20, 20th best game in the SNES, and then uh, Game Games Radar mm-hmm. listed it 18th. Um, and it's also one of the 20 games released on the Super Nintendo Mini. Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely yeah. rate this as in the top 25 for the Super Nintendo yeah. for sure. Maybe even top 20, you know. Yeah. Um, so for speedrunning, there's an any percent easy uh, mm-hmm. that's held by the Drifter. And uh, do you guys want to give guess on how quick he does it? Speedrunning? Speedrunning. Oh, God. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like uh, 25 minutes? I'm going to say 16. So 12 minutes and 12 seconds. <laughs> what? On what level? This is easy. Any percent. So there's no glitches or anything like that. Yep. Uh, wow. So something the speedrunners do in this game, since you have two weapons and you can swap between the two with the Y button. Oh, right. I heard about this. Um, they actually like curve their fingers so that they can press the jump, the shoot, and the swap button all together. And they all have different techniques for each boss battle. But essentially, if you press the Y button and swap between weapons, it cancels out your gun. So if you just keep swapping, you can shoot twice as many uh, of your of your gun. Yeah, normally the game will cap how many yep. times you can shoot or whatever. Uh, there's a hard percent uh, held by FCJ2000, uh, 14 minutes and 17 seconds because it adds that extra boss battle. Sure, here. sure. Um, I do want to say congratulations to him, by the way. Last week he got a sub-10 in Contra. He's the seventh person to do it, and he's currently ranked fourth in the Contra for the NES. Wow. On, on time. So he just got a 958 like a week ago. So congratulations to him. Um, then the interesting one is there's a Death Warp version. Are you guys familiar with this? No. So if you have a certain amount of points on the screen and you use your bomb and die at the exact same time, the game will end the level. Really? Yes. So <laughs> someone figured out the best, like, wh- how many enemies to kill in the stage to get the quickest Death Warp. How many points do you know? You know, I don't remember the – it's the, the ending number. Okay. And so you can essentially, it's possible to beat this game in three minutes and 50 seconds by death warping in every stage. Um, that's ridiculous. That's hilarious. That's held on hard mode because it's easy because there's more enemies, so it's faster to get the points. So hard mode death warp, three minutes, 50 seconds held by Mr. K, who's a very old time, well, not want to say old time, but very classic long time speedrunner. Mm-hmm. He was on like the original games done quicks doing runs. Oh. So he has a lot of like Maniac Mansion and uh, Contra runs. Uh, so classic speedrunner, he's got that. And, Interesting. Uh, yeah, I really want to try that now. Uh, we can try it. Next time you come over <laughs> yeah. and we, we, we give a shout at hard difficulty three lives, we'll do that. That is amazing. Yep. I, uh... I tell you what, though, uh, guys, let's go ahead and dive into the music for the game. Oh, yeah. I know this is where you shine. This is indeed where I shine. Thanks for listening to the Legend of Retro podcast. We're going to take a quick break so you can hear from one of our sponsors. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Boom-shakalaka! All right, and we are back. So, the music to Contra 3 was composed by Miki Higashino and Masanori Adachi, and also uh, Tapi Iwase. Higashino has worked on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, arcade game. Adachi has worked on Super Castlevania 4. Iwase has worked on Suikoden, uh, which is an RPG series on the uh, PlayStation. 
the music in this game is awesome. I have the vinyl record for it. It's probably one of my favorites. I love it to death. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, give a listen to the, this is the first one we chose. Uh, this is, a few of us actually uh, chose this one. This is the Neo Kobe Steel Factory track. the track yeah super intense i love that. that that's the first uh that's the third stage so you're at this factory and there's all this stuff like coming at you and that's when the the flying things come at you too yep oh yeah the gross they almost look like the face huggers but with wings which is somehow infinitely worse what's funny is i'm hearing this track and i can hear all the sound effects of like all the creatures like and like oh the, yeah that that uh one creature that grabs the wall as it flies up at you that is so cool. I yeah, I really dig that track. Now, uh, Ryan, you uh, specifically wanted Road Warriors, yeah, uh, which is the track where they're on the motorcycles chasing down the like you know floating ship or whatever. So let's give this a bit of a listen.
think in this track in particular, you can tell that it, it is a Konami song. It uses that Konami sound font that they used uh, in like uh, uh, Turtles in Time. Exactly. It's very, very similar to that. This one's like really bass heavy too. And I was going to ask because I know you play the bass, Ryan. Do you know how to play this song? No. I'm like, you need to go home and learn this song. <laughs> uh, yeah, you do. Well, that's probably why it's one of my favorites. And same thing, I I just bought the uh, vinyl as well. Oh, did you? Yeah, nice. Yeah. Isn't it great? Yeah. And um, I love, when I first heard this, I was like, wow, this is the bass track. It seems like on this is just nuts. And I, that's why it's my favorite track on this. That's awesome. I uh, I fully expect you to learn that song. If you don't, <laughs> I will be horribly disappointed at, at in the you. next Morelli tournament. We're going to have the stage set up so you can play that song on bass. I think that's going to be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask if it was difficult. I told you to do it, Ryan. <laughs> so, Deal. <laughs> so finally, let's listen to this is the 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 part three of the final gauntlet. This is the song of the brain in armor hunting you down oh, yeah. uh, as you run away, like as the helicopter pulls like away. PTSD all over again. I was going to say, and like, and you got to think that Bill, Lance, Scully, whoever they are, is just like banging the bottom of the helicopter, just screaming, ascend, descend, descend, <laughs> as this horrible thing is chasing up after that. But let's go ahead and give this a uh, You mean Jimbo and, and Sully, right? Jimbo, Sully, Scully, <laughs> Mulder, I don't know. I don't care. It's Bill and Lance. Player A, player B. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Blue and red. Let's go ahead and give it a listen. It's just stressful listening to it. And if you've made it that far into the track, good for you. (laughs) (laughs) You did quite well. Uh, Well, I'll tell you what, guys. We've listened to the music. Uh, Before we we move further in the show here, what are your guys' kind of final thoughts on Contra 3? Glitch? Um, So we did a Patreon episode that was our favorite Konami games. Mm -hmm. And uh, my number one ended up being Contra for the NES. But I can tell you, man... I have a really hard time not wanting to put this above that game because it is so good. Yeah. I think, honestly, for me, it, it has the six stages. I think if this game was a stage or two longer, it might be my number one. I just feel like six is just so short. Once, you, once you've once you played it like Ryan and I have so yeah. many times, we do realize, wow, this game is actually really short. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Ryan? I, I mean, as I'm a little biased, so like this was my first real video game like yeah you had super mario stuff like that but konami and um contra 3 was just uh it's got a special place yeah 
And uh, by far, my like I said, I think earlier, my two favorites for SNES are this and Turtles in Time, both Konami. Great games. Oh, Love yeah. Them. Phenomenal. Phenomenal games, yeah. for sure. Yeah, the 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 aesthetics of Contra 3, the, the graphics, the art, the music, the tone, just like every little thing about this game just screams out that it is a phenomenal game. You know, this is just incredibly well made, incredibly well done from the programming to the the gameplay, the fun, the action. Just there's so much great going for this game. So if if you're listening to this episode and you have not played Contra 3, The Alien Wars on the Super Nintendo, do yourself a favor, play it. We cannot recommend this game enough. No, we can't. I don't know. It's phenomenal. I... So let's go ahead and jump on into our Retro Relapse. Jones in for a classic game? It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. So Ryan, you are our guest today. Mm -hmm. So we asked you to bring a game, and what game did you bring with you? I brought the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for Super Nintendo. I I kind of cheated a little bit here because years and years ago, uh, I had a, a, a friends of the family uh, that uh, ah, people might remember in the show when I talked about Mega Man 6. Uh, as a, a childhood friend of mine, Justin, and his house. Uh, my mom was like best friends or is best friends with like, you know, his mom. And so I, you know, played a bunch of their games. And one of them was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. One of the younger brothers of the family was like, Craig, you should play this. And I was like, I don't like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but like this kid's really into them, and I don't want to like hurt his feelings. And I was like, you know, I'll give it a try. And it's actually a lot of fun. It's colorful. It's bright. It's not especially difficult. It's just a, a 2D beat-em-up that uh, was from Natsume. And Natsume also did Ninja Warriors, uh, which is a very similar game, mm-hmm. uh, where it's a 2D beat-em-up, which is kind of weird because, you know, so many beat-em-ups are 3D, yeah. but the 2D ones are fine. Like, they're fun, you know? Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised with this game. I wasn't expecting a Power Rangers game to be as good as it was. And I think the best part was the music. The mu- Yeah, the music's great. I mean, let's face it, the Power Rangers theme, even if you didn't watch the show as a kid, you at least watched the opening before changing the channel because that opening was great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's all in all a, a pretty fun game. Uh, Ryan, uh, is there any reason you chose this game for us to play? Is it just like something you had lying around and you're like, ah, oh, whatever? Or was it something that, you know, does this game mean more to you? Or Well, I, I don't have a massive collection like either of you, but... I got 25 Super Nintendo games, and I wanted to do the same system as Contra that we were talking about today. And uh, I've always enjoyed this game. I don't exactly remember when I got it. I think my mother got it for me for Christmas of some sort mm-hmm. just because I enjoyed Power Rangers as a child. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a game that I've talked to with a lot of people that no one has really ever played. And I'm like, it's actually enjoyable to play. It's it's relatively easy compared to some other games. But uh, yeah, the soundtrack's great. I mean, you're... As a child, you're playing as a Power Ranger. What more do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and you get to choose. So, you, you know, you're walking the streets. Uh, enemies are coming at you. So you fight off the enemies. Uh, each stage has a boss that you fight at the end. Um, and then Ryan knew the code to get to the final level. Oh, yeah. We got to watch the final level. So we got to watch, uh, yeah, Ryan beat the game, which isn't uh, not usual thing we do here on Retro, uh, yeah. retro Relapse. You uh, uh, you fought in the, the big combiner robot for Power Rangers, whatever that thing is called. Combiner robot. I think that's what it's called, right? 
I I mean, that's what they were called in Transformers. <laughs> I don't know about in Power Rangers. Uh, but yeah, you fought this weird crystal demon thing. It looked pretty cool. You're on the moon and stuff. The the graphics, you know, nice and colorful and everything. And it looked pretty fun. Yeah, it was great. And that's why I like it. It's just something where you play, you're supposed to play like each of the five characters. But I always have, I always played the Red Ranger. I don't know why. He was just my favorite. Because you're a Wings fan? Probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And uh, and then the last two, six and seven, which we didn't play level six, you verse like some sea turtle monster kind of thing. That's pretty cool. Very similar. I'm trying to remember the show because I, I I didn't watch it a lot growing up, but I do remember like some of the enemies. I rem- I think I remember like a turtle guy being like one of her sidekicks, right? Couldn't tell I could you. be crazy. I, don't know. <laughs> I I have no idea. I I watched the first episode of Power Rangers and I was like, robot dinosaurs, this is gonna be amazing. And then it was like. The dinosaur robots are here, and then it was like, and they're turning into a man. Why are they not fighting as dinosaur robots? I'm I'm sincerely disappointed. Uh, now, as a quick side note, we don't normally delve into the, the the making of the game or anything like that usually on Retro Relapse. But one of the composers caught my attention because you mentioned the music, uh, uh, Kinu, Kinu, Kinuyo Yamashita. Uh, is one of the composers for this game, and they've worked on a lot, like Power Blade on the NES, Power Blade One and Two. Didn't they work on Mega Man? Mega Man X Three, yeah. Oh, the Wily Wars and the Wily Wars as well. Yeah, there's a bunch of awesome games uh, that have amazing music here. So yeah, this is honestly this might be a game that we have to tackle as an actual episode someday down yeah, later down do the it. road uh, because yeah, it's uh, yeah we're all familiar with how good Power Blade soundtrack is because. <laughs> It won one of our fan brackets. It did. It was great. It was an awesome, awesome soundtrack. So I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and give this uh, a rating on the 8-bit scale. Uh, Glitch, what do you give it on the 8-bit scale? Uh, I'm going to give it a 5.5. I feel like it might be a little out of lower than you guys. I'm not a big Power Rangers person. And I'm not big on the, like, I don't know. It was a good beat-em-up. It just seemed too easy. The, yeah. The, well, we only played the first level, too, really. That's true. You know. uh, what about you, Ryan? On the 8-bit scale, what do yeah, you think? So uh, I'd probably go 6. It's something that, you know, it's not my first go-ahead go if sure. I want to play Super Nintendo, but I own it, so <laughs> <laughs> I have to like it of some extent. I mean, that's not true. I, I own a lot of bad games, as, uh, yeah, as all our viewers have realized. Yeah, but you're more of a collector. I guess. Yeah, and yeah. a jerk. Collecting yeah. bad games. <laughs> I... I, I honestly I, I think that probably six out of eight is pretty fair. It's above average. It is a little on the easier side. Uh, there's you know not a ton to the game, but the music's fine. The the game looks pretty good. Yeah, I I think if you're a huge fan of the Power Ranger, it might even like boost your score up a bit. Uh, but I think if you're a fan of Power Rangers or even just beat 'em ups on the Super Nintendo, it's definitely worth a look. For sure. I uh, but I uh, I tell you what, let's go ahead and dive on into our uh, uh, music brackets. That we have going on because we have uh, uh, some pretty great songs going up against each other uh, here. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're continuing through round two. I think uh, now we're uh, just about wrapping up not, uh, round two here. I think we got one more battle after this one. Oh, is it uh, uh, just like one more round after this one? Yeah, I think so. Man, I know. So once again, we have uh, two pretty different songs going against each other. So uh, first up here. We have Ken's theme from Street Fighter 2. Uh, that was composed by Yoko Shimomura and Isao Abe. Uh, you know, very legendary composer uh, in uh, 
uh, Yokoshi Momura, of course. Let's go ahead and give Ken Stage a listen. This is the Super Nintendo version that has been chosen. compete with Ken's theme from Street Fighter. It is it is a great song. Yeah, the song is so iconic. It, it, it It's one of those tracks that I think just, you know, tr- transcends through time. It's n- kind of like Guile's, just never yeah. gets old. Yeah, absolutely. Now, it's going against uh, a pretty cinematic song. It's going against Drake's theme, or, or uh, uh, Nate's theme, I should say, from Uncharted, Drake's Fortune. Uh, and this is, uh, uh, of course, com- composed by Greg Edmondson, uh, who worked on uh, uh, the first, you know, uh, Uncharted game here. So let's go ahead and give this song a listen. It's a quite a bit more epic and sweeping, of course, yeah, it, because it, it's on PS3. It's also technically like the intro. So that's oh, and it's also the intro to yeah. the game. Oh, okay. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, give this a listen.
quite a bit different than Street Fighter. <laughs> uh, and not necessarily in a bad way. It's a very beautiful song. I, I definitely enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how everyone's kind of interest align on this one when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, that arcade classic science, you know, styled song in Ken's theme versus Nate's theme, yeah. which is very orchestral. And, yeah. You know. But Nate's thing, you know, it hits you in the feels really bad because I love those games. And we did an episode on Uncharted. Yeah, uh, I I too love Indiana Jones. <laughs> I mean Nathan Drake. Uh, but yeah, it, it it gives you that emotion of the game. Oh, for sure, it definitely. There's a lot of heart in that. You know, absolutely. It's, it's hard to compare to because, like, for me, it, that reminded me of like Howard Shore, Hans Zimmer. You know. Oh yeah, composers. That, like, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, as much as I love eight bit style music like that, I'll take that all day, every day, personally. Yeah, so this will be uh, an interesting matchup for sure. Uh, I'm excited to see how this goes. Now, uh, when it comes to how you can vote, well, we have four different options. You have Four, you say? Four, I say indeed, Glitch. So we have the ability, uh, or you have the ability to vote on our Facebook page. We have our Twitter account. You have a vote there. On top of that, we also have our Discord If you're not a member of the GameZilla Media Discord, uh, go ahead and go to GameZillaMedia.com. There's a link there to jump onto our Discord, of course. Uh, You can vote there every week. And finally, if you're a member of our Patreon page for as low as $1 per month, you're going to be able to go ahead and uh, get a vote there as well. Now, Klitsch, what can you tell us about our Patreon page? Yeah, so at uh, patreon.com slash GameZillaMedia, you can be a $1 supporter, like Craig said. Not only do you get that vote, but you also get early access to our retro relapse videos. Now, unfortunately, this week... We had a guest. Ryan brought his. Uh, Unfortunately, Warfare. we had a guest. That's your cousin. Like, I don't, Unbelievable! Get out of here. We're done with you. We were, we were done with you after the retro relapse, anyways. No, but uh, unfortunately for the viewers, they don't get to see a video. Is, is what I meant, Craig? Come on. Jeez. Anyways, uh, so you don't get uh, a retro relapse video this week, but you still get access to all the previous retro relapses. Um, but what's awesome about our Patreon page at $5, you get an extra episode a month from us, Legend of Retro. Uh, we put out our Game Shark episode, which is usually a topical episode, or like we did back in June, the draft, which mm-hmm. showed everyone's choices for the music bracket. But again, it doesn't stop there. You get everything from the GameZilla Media Network. That means you get everything from Noiseland Arcade, everything from Noobs and Dragons. Last Action Podcast, and the GameZilla Podcast. Yeah, tons of content for just $5 a month. And, you know, shout out to all our current supporters who are helping us out because we couldn't do the show without them. And it definitely means a lot, of Absolutely. course. Uh, now, I think it's about time that we kind of sign off here. Ryan, it was great to have you uh, hanging out here with us today. Uh, really glad that uh, uh, Glitch brought you along because it was uh, fun reminiscing with you. Uh, but we will see you all next time. When the legend continues. continues.